Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach. And in this episode, I want to introduce to you a term that I recently learned, and I think it's worth discussing. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. And that term is ethical fading. Okay. Now, before I fully get into it, what it means and why it's significant and why and how I'm thinking about it, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the various episodes and lessons that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did and truly appreciate you if you already were. It means a lot to me. So ethical fading. Let me read the definition for you. Ethical fading occurs when the ethical aspects of a decision disappear from you, view. This happens when people focus heavily on some other aspects of a decision, such as profitability or winning. People tend to see what they are looking for, and they are not looking for an ethical issue that they might miss altogether. So let me give you a prime example that actually might happen in your day-to-day. It certainly does for me. So my, so timesheets, right? I, I've had jobs where there's timesheets and we have to record, you know, because, you know, that's how we get paid. And so with these timesheets, what's funny to me oftentimes is I've gotten asked to fill them out in advance. So let's say, you know, the end, peer, end pay period ends on a Friday. Well, we're asked, you know, by, by Wednesday before that Friday, fill out the entire timesheet. So in essence, you're trying to predict for Thursday and Friday of what you worked. Now, all this to say that they're not really, this automatically negates the timesheet because what they're ultimately looking for in that sense is like, hey, we just need a paper trail to show that there's a status quo and make everything good. Right? Okay, perhaps not a big deal, fine. But what about when it comes to car safety? Okay, we test out a couple of the cars initially. We make sure it's good, up to, up to snuff. And then, you know, as cars get manufactured, you know, we'll kind of just quickly look at them and check them off of like they've been inspected. And then something goes wrong. And, you know, that's how the, a lot of these kind of recalls happen. And all of a sudden it's like, well, shit, how is it possible that they went off the assembly line and all the paperwork checks out like they were supposed to be good, but in actuality, they, they're not. That's ethical, ethical fading. And you can take it into my, um, small examples or you can take it to big examples. Now, I'm going to focus on, you know, the, the big examples obviously dominate our life. But we must start to look at it from an individualized perspective because that's how we move the bar of standards up. Okay? So we have to hold people accountable. If they want if they're asking us to do something that is, you know, unethical, we have to say something. And it can be hard to do it on an individual level. So to that effect, that's, you know, having more people to go in with you uh, and to be able to back you up, obviously, is a benefit. Not always possible, but, but if you can, try that. You know, other times it might fall on you to be the only one to be ethical. You know, and, and here's, a, here's a real simple way to kind of do it. Uh, it, it, let's, say, let's say this This is like I'm drawing an example because this to me was introduced um, from Simon Sinek's podcast, A Bit of Optimism, 
which I really highly, highly recommend. And he was given this example where he went to see a friend's Broadway or, or a play, right? It wasn't a Broadway play, but it was a play. And afterwards, you know, someone asked him, you know, what did you think? And be honest. And it wasn't the best play. So how do you be honest in that moment? And, you know, a simple way in that sense is to say, I enjoyed being here and watching you perform. Because as long as that's a truthful answer, then it's then it works. Now, of course, you might be pressed, well, how do you how, how do you, how do you think I did and so forth? That's, that becomes a separate entirely question. And you might have to kind of figure that out. But, um, you know, part of that is also maybe giving yourself, as Simon says, giving your space a little bit in between to, because in that moment after somebody, you know, has, finishes a play, you know, they're, they're on this adrenaline high, they might not be ready to receive if there are notes. And so it's kind of creating a separation and distance. And then maybe the next day being like, okay, hey, I know you want my thoughts on your play, you know, and... And then they might be in a much better place to receive it. So it's not to say that you have to be dishonest or, you know, kind of shifting. You can, as, as Kim Scott often talks, you know, radical candor. And radical candor really is about being direct and being empathetic. And I think that's the way we need to communicate uh, in order to combat ethical fading, you know, um, and so, as I mentioned at the top, I am not an expert on ethical fading and things like that, but I, th- I think it is something we really should consider because it essentially that's what deteriorates society, right? It's, it's what, you know, it's when we're willing to cut corners in various places, then we all suffer the c- cost, ultimately, ultimately, right? Maybe not in the short term, but ultimately. And so what I would like you to do And what I would appreciate is if you could think about this idea of ethical fading and think of examples in your own life, whether you've done them yourself or not, you know, it's it's not required, uh, but, but I would almost invite you to look at yourself of moments where, you know, and there's been ethical fading where like, you know, kind of like everyone else, it's like, oh, everyone else is doing this thing. So, you know, it's cool if I do it too, right? Or something like that. And let me know. What examples you come up with in the comment section or hit me up on social media? Because that ultimately, you know, when I introduce the various ideas that I do in the episodes that I post, it's yes, to get this thing in your mind, but it's ultimately to create action because thinking about these things is all well and good, but it means nothing without action. And so by giving you this, this, this task of, of thinking about it, but then thinking about it and, and seeing the examples, that can enact a change in you. And by recognizing these things in your life, we can do better and be better. So that's that's what I would love truly for you. Because guess what? You might come up with stuff that, that I might be doing that I've never considered. And that would open my eyes and make, make me do better and be better. So, you know, you can do that in the comment section or hit me up on social media at Bill Svitek. Now, that's the lesson I have for you. Thank you for watching. Feel free to share this with somebody in your life who you think may benefit. I appreciate you and hope to see you next time.